Welcome to the Karis Christian Center podcast. We've been sharing on the testimony of Jesus, and we talked about how our lives are a testimony of Jesus, the way that we live. You know, sometimes, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. But there's some people, they may not really know how you live. They may not know where you live, what you drive, so on and so forth. But just one word from God can change someone's life. And you know, when you just share a word, maybe at the grocery store, or the Walmart, or, or, you know, where you're at, different places, and you just say, you know, blessings. You just say something to someone, and all of a sudden they know. They connect with that. Praise God. Or, or maybe you pray a prayer for them. Different things. Praise God. God gives us away. And so, you know, we're to live the gospel, but we're also to share the gospel. And then last week, we talked about all the different uh, testimonies, all the different people who witnessed the incarnation, the birth of Jesus. We talked about the scriptures we talked about the prophets. You know, we talked about Mary and Joseph. We talked about the angels. We talked about the shepherds. We talked about, you know, the stars declared he was coming. We talked about the wise men. We talked about Herod, how he feared his coming. But then we talked about us. Are we, are we sharing the message of Jesus? Today, I want to go to the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to share a message I've never shared from this Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 20, we're going to talk about the testimony of the shepherds. Uh, but I'm going to read through this, and then we'll go back and talk about these shepherds and, and how they, you know, first of all, they heard the message. You know, you can't share what you haven't heard. And then they went and they personally experienced Jesus. They saw the Savior, but then they shared their revelation of him. But let's read through this. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it came to pass in those days there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was the governor of Syria. And they all went to be taxed, everyone in his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, that strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you, Yet you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph 
and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. So as we look at these shepherds, the first thing was they heard the message. You can't share something that you haven't heard. You can't share something that you don't really have a revelation of. But they heard the message. The angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. They heard the message, good news of good things. How many of you know the gospel is the good news of good things? Romans 10, 15 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of them who preach the gospel, who bring good news of good things. I'm so glad that I found out that the gospel is the good news of good things. Praise God. Plural. There's good things that God has available to you through Jesus. There's good things that God has available to you through his covenant. Hallelujah. There's the good news of forgiveness of sin. There's the good news of healing of the body. There's the good news of peace. There's the good news that God wants to prosper you and help you in every way. Praise God. Isn't that good news? The gospel is the good news. And we get to share the good news. We get to share the message of the gospel. Praise God. Now, as we look at good news of great joy, which will be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David in Bethlehem, the Savior, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Lord, who is the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you. You're going to find him. Praise God. You're going to find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Praise God. He's not far from you. Praise God. They were just in the fields just outside of Bethlehem. Do you know what? God is not far from you. Amen. Wherever you are, whoever you are, did you know God is not far from you? In fact, the Bible says this. If you'll turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter uh, 30. I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, and I want to look at verse 11 through verse 15. This is the commandment, God said, which I command you today. It is not hidden from you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, who shall go up to heaven for us and bring it down to us, that we may hear and do it. Some people say, I do the will of God, but it's so hard. It's so far away. No, it isn't. He said, it's not in heaven that you have to go and, and bring it down. It's not beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear and do it. You know what? You don't have to go to Bethlehem to see Jesus. You don't have to go across the sea. Praise God, you can see Jesus wherever you're at, whoever you are, that we may hear and do it. But the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Do you know, this is what Paul preached in Romans chapter 10. He said in Romans 10, verse 6, faith talks this way. Faith says, you don't have to say who's going to go up into heaven to bring God down. He's already come down. 
You don't have to say who's going to go into the grave to bring him up. Jesus has already been raised from the dead. Jesus came from heaven. He came to the earth. He lived a sinless, holy, perfect, and pure life. He died on the cross for our sins. He went to the grave. He conquered the devil. God raised him from the dead. Now the word is near you. That's what Paul said. He's preaching Deuteronomy chapter 30. The word is near you in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. I'm a word of faith preacher, by the way. Some people say, you preach that word of faith? Yes, I preach the word of faith. The ball is in your court. God put it in your court when he sent Jesus. And Jesus came and he lived on this earth, holy and sinless and perfect and pure. And he took our sins and he died on a sinner's cross. And he went to the grave and he conquered the devil. And he rose from the dead victorious. And he said, I have the key of hell and of death. Jesus put the ball in your cart. Now Paul says the words in your heart and in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. You see, it's not about your mom. It's not about your dad. It's not about your grandma. It's not about your grandpa. It's not about who taught you at school. It's not about which side of the tracks you grew up on. It's not about what race you are. It's not about which country you grew up in. The gospel is about Jesus. And Jesus made the gospel available to everybody, everywhere. I give you good news which shall be to all people. Unto you is born this day in Bethlehem the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And he's going to save his people from their sins. Jesus Jesus made the gospel available to everybody. The good news is, if you believe it, you can receive it. That's the gospel. That's the good news. I'm so excited. You could probably tell that about the gospel today. I'm so excited about Jesus. It's not somewhere else. You don't have to go up into heaven to bring him down. He already came. You don't have to go to the grave and conquer the devil. He already conquered the devil. He rose victorious. Hallelujah. And when you believe on Jesus, praise God, when you believe that God raised him from the dead and made him Lord, you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. He's Lord. Glory. I'm glad Jesus is my Lord. I'm glad he saved me from my sin. I'm glad he washed me in, my, in his blood. I'm glad that Jesus is my healer. I'm glad that he took stripes on his back on Calvary's tree 2,000 years ago. I'm glad Peter looked back on the cross and said, by his stripes, we were healed. Glory to God. I'm glad that Jesus is my provider. Paul talked about it in Philippians. In chapter 4, verse 19, he said, My God shall supply all of my need in grand style. Praise God. Ah, according to his riches and glory. I've been telling everybody that Jesus is taking care of me in grand style. And I'm telling you, he's taking care of Pastor Lawson in grand style. He's taking care of Christian Center in grand style. Hallelujah. If you came to this church wanting to come to a poor church, you came to the wrong place because this is not a poor church. I'm not serving a poor God. Hallelujah. My Bible says even in the Old Testament, these are... Hallelujah. 
It says he delights in the prosperity of his servant. But then he goes in the New Testament in Philippians 4. Paul said, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. By Christ Jesus, the gospel is the good news of good things. I'm so glad that when I was 14 years old, I first heard the full gospel preach. And something went off in my spirit and said, glory to God. I don't have to be sick and I don't have to be poor and I don't have to be defeated by the devil because I've got a Bible full of promises that Jesus secured in his death and resurrection that I can believe and I can receive. See, God put the ball in your court when he sent Jesus. And when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, now the word is near you. It's in your heart, in your mouth. Paul said that's the word of faith that we preach. Grace provided it all. Now I'm going to believe it so I can receive it. Lord, if God, tell me, Pastor Lawson, you act like you're mad. I am mad. I'm mad at the devil. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a thief. He comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. I thank God for what Jesus came to do. I thank God for the cross of Jesus Christ. I thank God for that Jesus nuts didn't only stay on that cross, but he went to the grave and he conquered the devil and God raised him from the dead and made him Lord of all. I thank God that Jesus is Lord. He was Lord of creation when he created all things. He was Lord of earth when he walked on this earth. Lord over sin. Lord over sickness. Lord over disease. Lord over the devil. Glory to God. And he was Lord when he went to the grave. He conquered the devil and he rose victorious. And Jesus is coming again. Jesus is Lord of eternity. My Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Thank God I believe that Jesus is Lord. I've heard the message, and I'm so glad that I heard the message. But you know what? They didn't stop there when they heard the message. They said, let us go see. Let us go see for ourselves. Have you seen for yourself? David talked about it in Psalm 34, verse 8. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord, taste and see. I want you to experience for yourself. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. I'm so glad that I trusted in Jesus. I'm so glad that I believed in Jesus. I'm so glad that somebody came and told me about Jesus. He'll save you. He'll heal you. He'll free you. He'll help you. He'll bless you. His name is Jesus. Let me tell you the gospel is about Jesus and we need to start telling people about Jesus. Quit telling people about all your good works and all that kind of nonsense and start telling people about Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Lord of heaven. Lord of earth. Lord of the grave. And he's my Lord and he's living in me. Praise God. So they, they went and they saw it. They said, let us go and see. Let's go and see. Have you seen Jesus? Do you have a revelation of who Jesus is? You see, the apostles saw him. And in 1 John, John the apostle, one of the beloved, wrote about him. And, and listen to what he says. Him who was from the beginning. He says that. Well, you could say him who was from the beginning. He's talking about Jesus. The gospel's about Jesus. He said, we've heard him. We've seen him. 
with our eyes. We've looked upon him. We gazed upon him. We came into an understanding, a revelation of Jesus. Our hands have held him of the word of life. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the word of life. For the life was manifested. It was revealed. And, and he says, we show unto you. We came into relationship with Jesus and his life changed our life. Jesus changed my life. Jesus saved me. Jesus freed me. Jesus helped me. Jesus healed me. Jesus blessed me. We, we've seen it. We understand it. He's changed us. He's helped us. His name is Jesus. Listen, we got to quit talking about all this other stuff and we got to get back to the message of the gospel. We got to get back to the message of Jesus. We got to get back to telling people about Jesus. Quit telling them about your good deeds. Start telling them about Jesus. Start telling them about the light of the world. Start telling them. He said, we've seen it. We bear witness of it. And we show to you that eternal life. Our life is a living demonstration of who he is. He says, which was with the Father and revealed to us. You have a revelation of who he is. He said that or him who we've seen and heard. We saw him. We heard him. We declare him to you that you may have fellowship. Listen, we want you to come into communion. We want you to come into fellowship. We want you to come into sharing. We want you to come into relationship. We want you to come into a partnership with Jesus. Listen, when you come into a partnership with Jesus, your life, it looks a whole lot better inside of Jesus than it does outside of Jesus. Praise God. You know, if it's all about you, you make a very poor, poor package. But when you put Jesus with you, you see, Abram didn't have much going until he became Abraham and came into a relationship with Joseph, with, with, with Jehovah. You see, I... Jacob didn't have a lot going until he, he met the angel of the Lord and he changed his name to Israel as a prince. You have power with God and men and have prevailed. Saul didn't have a lot going until he met Jesus and became Paul the apostle. But when you come into a relationship with Jesus, listen, his life will change your life. They said, listen, we're talking about Jesus. We want you to come into a relationship with Jesus. We want you to come into fellowship with Jesus. We want you to meet the one who changed our life. And he says, truly, our fellowship is with the Father. We have come into union. We have come into relationship. We have come into communion. We have come into a joint sharing, a partnership with the Father and with the Son. He says, it's with the Father and with his Son, Jesus. These things we write to you that your joy may be full. Listen, you're not really going to understand true joy until you come into fellowship with Jesus until you come into relationship with Jesus and the Father. But when you get in connection, when you get in union with him, there's just something about union with Jesus, union and communion with the Father. There's just something about it. So the shepherds saw him, right, born as a baby. The apostles saw him, and they came into a relationship 
with him in life. But listen to the author of Hebrews in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. The author of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says this, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. You know angels there. In Hebrews 2 verse 9 means angels. Now in Psalm chapter 2 or chapter 8, it must be Psalm chapter 8, when it says Jesus was made, what is man that you're so mindful of him? You've made him a little lower than the angels. The word angels in Psalm chapter 8 is the word Elohim. God made man just a little lower than himself, but when man sinned, he became the servant of an angel. Satan is a fallen angel. But when it says here in Hebrews, we see Jesus made a little lower than the angels, it says that. In other words, Jesus came down on our level. He identified with us as human people. He identified with our sin for the suffering of death. We see him crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom all are things, by whom all. This is the creator of the universe. Everything was created for him and by him in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation complete, perfect, through suffering. Jesus went to the cross for us. So he's talking about have we seen Jesus as the Savior, as the Son of Man, for both he who sanctifies and they who are sanctified, him and us, we're all of one for this cause. He's not ashamed to call them brethren saying, I will declare to your brethren in the midst of the church, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which he has given me. Then he says this in verse 14. Jesus, who was the Son of God, became the Son of Man. Have you seen him? Have you seen the Savior? Have you seen the Son of Man? But he says this. For as much then as the children, humanity, are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus, also himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. The whole reason Jesus became a man, the whole reason that Jesus became flesh is so that he could die, so that he could identify with us. And in dying, he would conquer the death. 1 Corinthians 2 says, If the princes of this world would have known what was going to happen when they crucified the Lord of glory, they never would have died. Because see, when Jesus died, they were dealing with one person in one place that was full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, walking in their divine authority. But after he died and rose again and sent the Holy Ghost, on the day of Pentecost, there were 3,120 people full of God, full of the Holy Ghost and that had the power to go and walk in their divine authority. He came that he might destroy him who had the power of death. Have you seen Jesus, the victorious one? That is the devil. You see, if you ever realize for a moment in time how victorious he is and how defeated the devil is, you're going to be done serving the devil. And deliver those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
because they were afraid of death, they were slaves. But look at this in verse 16. For he did not take on the nature of angels, but he took on the seed of Abraham. See, Jesus, God gave authority to a man in the beginning, so he had to get authority back through a man. So Jesus came to redeem you from everything that Adam lost. And he came as the perfect man and conquered the devil. You know this earth is not the devil's place. Satan may be called the God of this world, but this earth is our place. The heaven, even the heavens is the Lord's, but the earth is he made for the children of men. And when you get an understanding of that, you'll quit letting the devil beat you from pillar to post. And you'll start walking in victory. Praise God. So I want you to see Jesus as the suffering Savior, as the Son of Man. But I want you to see Jesus as the victorious one. But more than that, I want you to see Jesus as our exalted high priest. The high priest of the new covenant. Whoever lives, he says in Hebrews 7, verse 25, to make intercession for those of us who come to God by him. I want you to see Jesus as the guarantee of this new covenant. Hebrews 7.22, he is the surety. He is the guarantee. I want you to see Jesus, amen, as the one who brought this covenant into existence. We have a better covenant, he says in Hebrews 8.6, established on better promises. And what makes it better is Jesus. He is this priest of this new covenant we have an ever living great high priest Hebrews 10 he goes on and says in verse 19 having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus we enter in hold fast to the profession of your faith he says without wavering for he is faithful who promised we men may be unfaithful but Jesus is faithful faithful great high priest he says right here in Hebrews chapter 2 wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like his brethren that he might be merciful he's merciful because he was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin and faithful because he's never sinned as this high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation to restore us to right relationship with God for the sins of the people for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to help you who are tempted. Then finally, he says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking unto Jesus. Do you see Jesus as the author of your faith? Do you see Jesus? He started me out in this faith deal. But guess what? He'll finish what he starts. And the finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before. Jesus looked beyond the cross. He looked be beyond the difficulty of the moment. And he saw eternity. And he saw you. And he saw me. And he saw the world. And he despised the shame. And he sat down on the right hand of God. You know what he's waiting? He's waiting there till his enemies are made his footstool. Jesus is Lord. Lord of the church. 
And he's living in us. When you begin to understand that, have you seen Jesus? They saw him. They saw him. They heard the message. But they didn't just sit there and say, well, another day, another time. We got these sheep here. We got to take care. No, they went and saw. Let's go see what heaven's made known. Let's, let's go see. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then they, 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 they saw him. Let's go see. But then they went and shared the message. Let's go back here and look at this. They shared the message. Go back to Luke chapter 2. They came with haste, found Mary and Joseph in verse 16, the baby. And when they had seen it, they went and made known abroad the saying that was told them concerning the child. They went, got to tell. There's a songwriter wrote years ago, got to tell somebody, got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. Got to tell somebody, got to tell somebody how Jesus set me free. Going to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody about Jesus. Got to tell somebody what he did for me. How he saved me. How he healed me. How he freed me. How he helped me. How he blessed me. Got to tell somebody. Jesus. 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 Jesus has been good to me. I love Jesse Duplantis. He said, Jesus has been good to Jesse. Hallelujah. We support Pastor Bobby Crow. In Victoria, Mexico, he's got a hat that says, Jesus been good to this boy. Hallelujah. Well, I want you to tell you, Jesus been good to Pastor Lawson. But Jesus won't only be good to Brother Jesse. Jesus won't only be good to Brother Bobby. Jesus won't only be good to Pastor Lawson. He is no respecter of persons. He's only a respecter of faith. I'm here to tell you that Jesus will be good to you. They went and shared the message. They went and shared it. All they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them. She thought about them. She meditated on them. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and saw as it was told. Yeah, they, they praise God. They glor Are you glorifying God? Are you praising God for the revelation that he's given you? Are you sharing the message? Have you heard the message? Have you seen the Savior? But are you sharing the message? And I want to go right now really quickly to, to Romans chapter 10, and I want to finish right here. In Romans chapter 10, we'll start in verse 13. Paul says, For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever will call. How do you get saved? You call on Jesus. You call on Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name, the most, the highest name in heaven. The highest name in earth. The highest name in the grave. The highest name of eternity. The name of Jesus. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
He goes on and says this in verse 14. How will they call on him in whom they've not believed? They're going to have to believe on him if they're going to call on him. Why would I call on somebody I don't believe in? I believe in Jesus. I believe he's the son of God. I believe that he, he was born of a virgin. I believe that he lived on this earth, a sinless, holy, perfect, pure life. I believe that he worked miracles. I believe he healed the sick. I believe that he cleansed the lepers, raised the dead, cast out devils. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins in a physical flesh and blood body. I believe that God raised him from the dead on the third day. I believe that he ascended into heaven. I believe that he sent the Holy Spirit. And I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of eternity. I believe in Jesus. What do you believe? How are they going to call on him in whom they've not believed? And how will they believe if they've not heard? Got to tell somebody. I've got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. I got to tell somebody. I got to tell somebody how Jesus set me free. I've got to tell somebody. I've got to tell somebody how Jesus Heal my body. Got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody how Jesus came and saved me. How Jesus came and helped me. How Jesus came and healed me. How Jesus came and blessed me. I got to tell somebody about Jesus. How will they hear with, without a preacher? And how will they preach except they be sent? we got to be sent by God with the message of Jesus. As it's written, how beautiful on the mountains, how beautiful, I'm quoting the Old Testament there, are the feet of them who preach the gospel of peace. You know what those angels were preaching to those shepherds? Good news of great joy to all people. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Jesus came to make peace between God and men. And when you're at peace with God through Jesus, you can experience the goodwill of God. Listen, I'm not getting all this stuff because Pastor Lawson's been a good boy. Because Pastor Lawson ain't always been a good boy. Sometimes Pastor Lawson's been a really bad boy. But you don't get it because you're so good, honey. You get it because he's so good. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, that bring good news, good news of good things. But they've not all obeyed the gospel. Now, what does it mean to obey the gospel? For Isaiah says, Isaiah 53, verse 1, who has believed our report? You know what obeying the gospel is? Believe in the gospel, that's right. I heard it. I know so many people that have heard it, but they really, at a heart level, don't believe it. I've had people stand on the steps of church when they go out and tell me sometimes, you really believe what you're preaching, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and it works in my life. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. It's working in my life. 
I, 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 you know, I'm not talking about information. I'm not talking about communicating some message that somebody else got and somebody else heard and somebody, I'm talking about a revelation. And when information goes to revelation, <laughs> you're going to get a manifestation. Hallelujah. And so he says this. They haven't all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah said, who has believed our message? Who has believed our report? Somebody came and told me Jesus didn't only die to save you, he died to heal you. Jesus didn't only take your sins, but he took your sickness. He took your anxiety. He took your poverty. And I can prove it all over the Bible. And I believed it. Oh, my life looks so much better in Jesus than it does outside of Jesus. So then faith comes by declaration. And declaration by the mouth of God. That's the literal Greek right there in verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know why all preaching doesn't build your faith? Because not everybody's telling you who God said that he is. But when somebody comes and tells you who God said that he is, I am your provider. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your righteousness. I am your sanctification. I am your peace and your prosperity. And I am a very present help in a time of need. That's the seven redemptive names of God in the Old Testament. But Jesus came to put a face on the Father and show us the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. No man has seen God. No man has fully comprehended and understood who he is but the only begotten son who's in the bosom of the father, who comes from the heart of the father. He came to show you the father's heart. He has made him known. He has declared him. And now when I look at Jesus, I see the father. Philip, have you been so long with me? And you say, show me the Father, Philip. you got to get a revelation. Philip, you need the Holy Ghost to help you. So faith comes by declaration. And declaration by the mouth of God. So let's go tell people who Jesus said that he is. Let's go tell people who the true God is. And let's go demonstrate Jesus. Let's go demonstrate the Father. Let's go demonstrate them to the world through the power of the Holy Spirit working with the message of Jesus. I love you all. Thank you for listening to the Karis Christian Center podcast. If you would like to receive prayer, product, or more information about the ministry, go to www www.karischristiancenter.com or call us at 719-418-4000.